Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome. As Zeb was saying, welcome to Youth Sunday. Uh, For those of you that I have not met before, my name is Rob. I'm the student ministry director here at Northview. I oversee middle school and high school uh, ministry. This is our high school crew over here. They're pretty awesome. I know more of you are scattered throughout here. And apparently they don't want a little shout out of their own. So, hey, there's our high schoolers over there. There we go. (laughs) There we go. We got there. So this morning with Youth Sunday, I wanted to share a little bit about what youth ministry here at Northview looks like. We're going to talk through uh, our yearly cycle. We're going to talk about why we do what we do. Uh, And then like has been talked about, and you can see up here, we have three of our own uh, who have chosen this morning that they want to take a step in their faith and their commitment with Jesus and proclaim in front of you guys that they're serious about their faith. So we're going to have a couple baptisms at the end of service today. So to start things off, I have this question here that a lot of people probably wonder about, and I'm, I'm genuinely interested. I want to hear when you think youth ministry, when you think high school or middle school ministry, what first comes to mind? Junk food, Junk food right? <laughs> yeah. Our land parties that happen here once a month on Fridays, our video game parties, within like 20 minutes, the place smells like Cheetos. It's incredible. <laughs> All right, what else comes to mind when we think of youth ministry? Crazy games, games, absolutely. You ever been here during the week? You ever come to camp? It's nuts. Okay, what else comes to mind? Energy, Energy, absolutely, yes. First service, Steve said pizza. Okay, I think that's probably the foundation of youth ministry events. Uh, Somebody asked me once, what other non-pizza cheap food options are there to feed high school students? So I said pizza? Like that's probably the best go-to that we have. Um, For me, when I was growing up, I attended church, uh, but I wasn't really involved in the youth group. I went on Sundays. I didn't really go during the week. uh, And it's because I felt left out. When I looked at our youth group at the church I used to go to, I saw a group of really energetic, outgoing, close-knit people that did crazy stuff, uh, threw some junk food in the mix, maybe talked about Jesus. Uh, But I felt like I was on the outside. I never really connected with them. And for a long time, that was youth ministry for me, was this, this special group that I wasn't a part of. And a lot of times when we think about youth ministry, we do think, like John said, about the crazy events, the crazy games that we do. Uh, I have a couple pictures here. Um, this is just from the last six months or last year um, of some of the events that we do. Broomball. We went this past January. It was our, our winter party. and we, we took a hundred of us to the ice arena, handed out brooms, threw a ball on the hockey rink and said, all right, have a great time. And it was a great time. Jace, uh, Jace had the best time of all. A uh, little concussion. Or maybe, uh, maybe a, mo- a movie premiere for Endgame, laser tag. Uh, that picture right there is our land party. You can see all the video game uh, screens that are up there. These are part of what we do in youth ministry. And for a lot of people, they see or think about these types of things and that's where the thought process stops. Like, oh yeah, we send our middle school, our high school students, they go do crazy stuff and whatever. I don't have to worry about my kid for a couple hours while they just go do that. Uh, but these are a very important part of our ministry. These events and the other ones that we do and that we're going to be talking about uh, are intentionally planned and chosen throughout the year. So as Deb and myself, we map out the year, we, we pick events, we grab leaders to help us uh, to figure these things out, all for a very specific reason. You see, before we can talk about impacting the life of a student for the kingdom of God, 
before we can encourage a relationship with Jesus, we have to take time to get to know the students. We need time to develop relationships, to gain trust, to have fun, to create ridiculous memories alongside one another because that's what opens the door. Those times are what allow us to come through on the highs and lows and celebrate and grieve and mourn alongside one another. So when you hear about fun events that we do, and we're going to talk about some this morning and you'll hear some or see some in announcements throughout the year, I want you to know that they're serving a bigger purpose. They're opportunities for relationships to be developed. They're outreach opportunities in which our students are actively engaged in inviting their friends to church events. And these events, they help open the door for life change. They're fun. They lead to relationships. And it is our fervent prayer that they lead to committed lives for Jesus. I don't want students to feel left out. I felt left out. One of the primary motivations for me in youth ministry is to create a culture in which no student feels how I felt. Every student is welcomed and gets their life changed. So if you ever hear about me turning in an expense report for 20 movie tickets, okay, it was worth it, I promise. So student ministry here at Northview, we desire to see students engage with their faith. We desire to see them pursue an authentic relationship with Christ. We want to create an atmosphere and environment in which they can explore faith, that they can ask big questions, that they can bring forward their struggles or things that are going through in life, that they can hopefully develop a desire to study, to read their Bibles, that they can serve one another out of love, and that they can advance the kingdom of God in our community. It's my desire, it's Zeb's desire, it's our leader's desire that everything we do with the Northview Student Ministries for our middle school and our high school be centered on Jesus. That any opportunity we have to demonstrate his love, any opportunity we have to see a student have a light bulb moment, to see their life changed, That's what we want to do. So to help you see this a little bit, I want to walk through what a year in youth ministry looks like. Now for us, uh, youth ministry does not start in September with the school year. It doesn't start at the calendar year in January. Uh, For us, the way we view it is it starts with summer camp. So that's in uh, every July or August, we have summer camp and it begins, it's the launching point for a year of youth ministry. Do you guys like Summer camp? I guess I should ask that. Do you guys like summer camp? See, there we go. Okay. So they're like, ah, oh, we haven't decided yet. Only been doing it our whole lives. Um, it's, it's a launching point. It, it's an opportunity to get out of what's comfortable, to get out of what's familiar, to get away from the everyday uh, and experience Jesus and advance a relationship with God in a new environment. We have seen incredible life change come out of summer camp. Absolutely incredible. I see it just as this momentum starter that we can carry through our entire year together. We try to keep the spirit of camp, that feeling, that camaraderie, that fellowship alive as we head through August and head straight into the school year and dive right in. On a side note with summer camp, registration is currently open uh, for all middle school and high schoolers. This year, 
uh, we're loading up and we're heading east to Montana. And I am so excited. We're going to Camp Bighorn. Uh, it's one of the two Converge Northwest camps, Lake Retreat being the other one. Uh, and it's going to be an awesome week. The cool connect for Northview and Camp Bighorn is that when Pastor Steve was at North Shore, he helped get Bighorn off the ground. He helped build it. Helped build it. So when we're there, like in a cabin, Steve's going to be walking around. He's like, oh, I drove that nail in or I did this. Like, how cool is that for us to be able to go see? Um, so registration is open. If you're a middle school, high school student or a parent of one of them, please get them signed up. Here's the thing. Signups help with planning housing, transportation, food, activities, budget, all sorts of things are all driven off of registration. Thank you for a lot of you getting your families and your kids signed up. That's awesome. If you're one of those that's just kind of thinking there and like, you know what? We'll see. We'll wait. I encourage you to do it today. It helps us out tremendously. Plus the price is going up in a week. So there's your motivation. That was going to be an awesome week. We're talking about Jesus is the hero. Okay. Our culture is obsessed with heroes right now. Okay. But we forget sometimes that Jesus is the ultimate one. Steve's going to be sharing uh, all week long. We have 100 people signed up for camp right now. Uh, so it's going to be an absolutely incredible week. So if you have a student that is not signed up, please sign them up. The other side of camp and the other side of anything that we do is the unfortunate truth. The thing that Zeb and I get frustrated with is that things like summer camp cost money. I hate the idea of a family not being able to send their kid to summer camp because of money. On the one hand, if money is the problem with you in summer camp, come talk to me or talk to Zeb. We're going to get you there. If you're in a place where you say, you know what, camp was impactful for me, camp was impactful for my kids when they were there, and I want to help give back, and I want to help make sure that another kid doesn't miss out on that opportunity, come talk to us, and we'll let you know how you can help out with that. So from summer camp, back to our cycle here, other summer events, we'll do a youth group in the park, we'll do barbecues, we'll do all sorts of stuff, all as we're getting quickly towards the beginning of the year. And we have our launch party. Launch party is what is going to start the year of impact. If you were here for it last year, uh, we had a balloon drop of like 500 balloons come down in the middle of it. If, you have, if you've seen the video of that, it's awesome. Um, and so that leads us straight into our year of impact. Impact are our small groups. It's our midweek program here at Northview. Uh, we have high school and middle school on two different nights. It's time centered around small groups, uh, students and leaders developing relationships, diving into scripture, walking through faith, praying for one another, encouraging one another. They're really incredible times. Uh, the focus of those groups is discipleship and fellowship. Uh, there is an aspect of evangelism. We do have students that still bring their friends in uh, to be part of those, which is super cool and awesome. Uh, but the intent is for students that are walking and serious about their relationship with Jesus, those are the ones that are really plugged in and able to learn more. Uh, we seek to put students in groups by age, grade, and gender. So we have, uh, where, where are our freshman guys? Do we have any freshman guys there? Oh my gosh. Do we have any sophomore girls here? No. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Do we have any small group here that's excited? Yeah. There we, okay. 
Wow. You guys, you guys are not this quiet upstairs. <laughs> I just gave you a blank slate. So we, we have these groups. Um, we're, on, we're on summer vacation right now for it, but we're going to be starting up again in the fall, and it goes on all school year long. Uh, scripture tells us that it's important as a fellowship of believers to come together for strength, guidance, and encouragement. That's what those times are. Proverbs tells us that just as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. That's what the foundational verse and motivation with impact groups is. A chance to become able to come together as believers to grow in faith and fellowship and encouragement with one another. Uh, throughout the year, we have uh, what we like to call converge parties. That's when our whole middle school, high school comes together. I'm not even going to ask them if they're excited about those because they're not. Um, are you guys, do you guys enjoy our converge parties? Yes. Cool. Things are going great in youth ministry. That's awesome. Uh, We get together with the whole middle school, high school. We go do something fun. Uh, The broom ball picture that you saw, that was our winter converge party this past year. Who knows what this year is going to hold? We have a lot of opportunities and options on the table. Uh, We also have uh, retreats during the year. We have mid-year, January, February, somewhere in there, March retreats for both our middle school and high school. Those are designed to kind of rekindle what happened at camp. No matter what happens in summer, Uh, Or in those small groups, the fact is, as life goes on and the school year gets underway, sometimes that's lost or forgotten. So what we do is we come together mid-year and are able to provide a catalyst for the rest of the school year. Did you guys enjoy Advance this year? Yeah! Cool. (laughs) Uh, I I love this group. Um, Throughout the year, we'll also have other events. We'll have graduation and eighth grade getaway. Our small groups will go out and do things during the week or during the summer together. There's a lot going on, but all of it then ultimately comes back to summer camp. So if you were to take a look, that's the cycle of our year. For some, you might be looking at that or hearing about it, and you're like, wow, that sounds like a lot. (laughs) Yep, it is. Uh, It's a lot, and we have a lot going on. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. There's a lot of administrative work that we're doing, pouring into these events to make sure that they're on point and uh, fulfilling what they need to. And to plan some of these events year after year, to plan retreats and summer camp, while they're all slightly different, but in the same vein to a lot of people, that might sound monotonous. Um, I'm going in this summer. I'm planning my, I think, my eighth camp for us. Um, That starts to sound like a lot. But when you see life change coupled with those events, it's worth it. When you put time and energy into planning a worship night, and during it, you see a high school boy kneeling down with a group of middle school boys, teaching them how to pray. When you're at camp and you see students for the first time who you don't know where they're tracking with the Lord, and you see them raising their hands in worship. When you see someone continuously inviting their friends to come in because they care about their friend's salvation. When you see Jesus enter into somebody's life for the first time, when you have a family who Jesus enters into the first time through their high school students, when a group of high schoolers that are going on a mission trip decide to help prepare themselves They're going to meet once a week at 6 a.m. and have a Bible study. When you talk to high school students who are planning their summer vacations and they're planning their summer work schedules and they make sure that they're available to help the elementary during VBX, 
When a student shows up at an event on Sunday, on Tuesday, on Thursday with a brand new, their very first Bible in hand, when these things happen, it's worth it. We want to put together opportunities for Jesus to come alive in the lives of students. We want to see him transform their lives and impact our community for the kingdom of God. Here's the thing. This doesn't happen alone. Okay, I've been doing event planning for a long time. I've been doing ministry for a little while. Zeb and I have worked together for a couple of years. We can't do it ourselves. This past year, we have been immensely blessed by an incredible group of people that have given their time, their energy, their resources, their patience, their wisdom, whatever it is, freely because they genuinely care about our students and they want to see their lives changed. If you were one of those people that helped us this year on our youth staff, will you please stand up? That, that group standing, and that was like a third of the group. We have about 23 people on our youth staff this year. That's some of the best people that I've ever known in my entire life. And I'm taken aback time and time again of looking around and being like, these are, these are the people that I get to serve alongside? That is awesome. I want to highlight a second group among you guys this morning. Uh, we've talked occasionally on Sundays, and a lot of you have helped us with this, uh, but we have a group of 22 Um, students and leaders that are heading down uh, in July in five and a half weeks from today um, for 12 days. We're going to be in California and then in Mexico uh, on a mission trip to build homes, to minister, to experience God in a new way. If you are going on that trip, will you please stand up this morning? Yeah. (laughs) Cameron again. (laughs) What a... Awesome group. You guys, it's been so much fun. Uh, To the church at large, to those of you that have given towards our trip, um, I really hope I speak for everybody in our our trip. When I really, from the bottom of my heart, I say thank you. Again, these things cost money. We wish they didn't. But airfare, building materials, it all costs money. Thank you to those of you that have given uh, in pretty incredible ways, whether it's a donation, whether it's finding us at one of our fundraisers, uh, and supporting us that way when we were at Applebee's serving pancakes and you came on a Saturday morning and had pancakes at Applebee's. It's about as good as it sounds. Uh, or you came to our bake sale or garage sale during the Mill Creek garage sales. However you've helped, thank you. It is exciting. I've been watching the number go down. We are, we are almost at our goal to be fully funded for every student and leader on the trip. It's exciting. Now, if I was sitting where you're sitting, and one of you was up here sharing, this is around the time that I would start thinking, okay, so you're talking about the year. You're talking about how great youth ministry is. You're saying thank you that the people that have served. I bet I know what's coming next. (laughs) Now, this is where it would probably feel like the call or the ask to serve would come into place maybe capitalizing on a little bit of an emotional response. 
or something along those lines, maybe you start to feel guilty that you're like, oh, I haven't been helping out. And I want to tell you that that's not the case right now at all. All right, I'm not capitalizing on, on emotion. I'm not guilt-tripping anybody. It's far from my intentions. Because the truth of the matter is, whether we're talking youth, we're talking children's, whatever it is, not everyone is built, crafted, designed, oriented to serve in the same way. And that's awesome. I've worked in both kids and youth ministry. Not all of us are oriented towards kids ministry, okay? <laughs> Go upstairs, watch Kayla. I thank you as a church for letting me be in that role for a year. It was great. I learned a lot. I like the youth. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> Oops, I'm behind on myself here. Uh, but, the, but the truth is, no matter what we're talking about, the biblical basis is that all of us are called as Christians to serve and to pray. Not all of us are called to serve in the same capacity. If we had a church, if all hundred of us or so in the room right now came forward and you're like, you know what, we are all feeling called to lead the freshman group on Tuesday nights. That's awesome. That freshman group is going to get a, a, a lot of attention, Okay. That's a bummer for the rest of them because they need other people too. Not all of us are created to serve the same way. Not all of us are gifted in the same way. Not all of us can serve the same way. We have other things going on. The truth is, not everyone is created the same. The Bible tells us we're all created intentionally. And that's awesome. For some, the idea of serving as a small group leader for a group of middle schoolers or high schoolers Maybe terrifying comes to mind. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe exciting comes to mind. That's fair. Whatever it is, we just need to know that we are called to serve in some capacity. But what we're also called to do is we're called to pray. Scripture tells us again and again to pray in all circumstances. And I want to ask you, as the youth director, humbly to the congregation of our church, please be praying for our youth. The Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. Today's middle school and high school students are not far off from being the next generation of leaders in our community, in our nation, in our church. They're facing a lot and need the prayerful support of their church. But for different people, serving looks different. I just threw together a quick list of what serving could look like. Maybe the idea of being with high school students or middle school students is not enjoyable, but you're like, you know what? I really miss the days when my kids were younger and I'd love to go help in the nursery and hold a crying baby. Kayla would love the help. Maybe you decide, you know what? I can't, I can't be committed that often, but I'm retired and I really love to bake. And so, you know what? Occasionally I'll, I'll, bring, I'll bring treats during the week for, for youth group. Whatever it is, Find a way that you can serve, that you can be a part of something incredible. If there's not a fit, that's okay. I'd love to have a conversation. If there's not a fit, if there's not a need or it doesn't match, it's all right. No hard feelings whatsoever. But what I do ask is that we pray for the students of our church. I pray for this group right over here and the, the youth scattered throughout, especially this summer. We have a pretty full summer ahead of us. So just know, not everything is for everybody, but everybody is called to serve. If you're out of the loop and you want to know what's going on in both our kids' ministry, our youth ministry, or Northview as a whole, 
Um, I don't know how many of you know this, but we actually have a weekly newsletter for each of those three ministries that we send out. So if you're curious about what's going on, that's the best way to stay up to date. Um, In your bulletin, there's a tearaway part. Um, If you want to receive one of those newsletters, if you don't already, write down your email address uh, and just write down like, hey, I want to receive one of these three. We will get those tomorrow and we will make sure that you are signed up for whatever you need to be because we want you to be looped in. Uh, For parents of high school and middle school students, on June 25th, so coming up in just a couple weeks, is our summer kickoff. So that's happening at Willis-Tucker Park, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And during it, at 7 o'clock, Zeb and myself are going to make an announcement. We're going to pull all the parents aside, and we're going to walk you through what the summer with student ministry holds. This is especially important and helpful if your student is new to our youth ministry. So if you're the parent of a fifth grader going into sixth grade or eighth grader going into ninth grade, and you just want to learn a little bit more, uh, meet some of the other leaders and figure out what's going on, that's going to be a great time to do it. Next Sunday is our official move up. So today is kind of our transition in flux with everything, with having everyone down here. Next Sunday, um, all students, kids and middle school and high school, their grades will reflect where they will be in the fall. So if you are currently a freshman in high school, Zach Gamber, next week you are in 10th grade, man. That's awesome. Like that, Dave? Big boys growing up. (laughs) So keep that in mind for next week. If you are new, um, uh, middle school meets during first service. So that's 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And high school, which is 9th through 12th, meets second service. We will traditionally be down here for worship and then head upstairs to the youth room um, as a group. So that's happening next week. Um, if you don't have our newsletter, make sure you grab it because that has all of our summer information on it for our summer events. Um, it's a pretty full summer. Um, I'll be honest with, uh, we're going to Mexico. We come back. Five days later, we go to Montana. So it's pretty full. That's a huge chunk of the summer, but we're going to have other events um, and just make sure you're looped in. But with all of that, with our yearly cycle, with serving, with honoring people that have served, again, all of it is centered on life change. Everything we do is centered on Jesus. That's what makes it worth it. And this morning, we get to join together as a body of believers to celebrate that in the lives of three of our own. Now, there's also a couple more students that are interested in baptism that we couldn't make today work for their families Uh, and they're going to be getting baptized at Church in the Park. So if you have someone in your family, or maybe it's you, um, that's starting to wonder, you know, like, hey, I've been tracking with Jesus for either a little while or a long time, and I think he's prompted me to take this next step and declare my faith in him, Church in the Park is going to be an awesome opportunity for that. Come talk to one of the staff, uh, and we would love to talk more about that. Uh, The truth of it with baptisms it's one of, the, one of the best parts of my job. It's, it's awesome. It's ridiculously cool being able to see a student. Sorry, I can't cam your student right now. Uh, see a student take a step in their faith to say, I have confessed that Jesus is my Lord. I confess that he died on the cross for my sins, that he rose again, that he provides the only path to salvation and eternal life, that he is who he said he was and is. And I want to declare that in front of my church family. So what we're going to be doing is with each baptism this morning, it's important that we show you a little bit about who they are. 
So for the past week, I met up with each of the three students and Cameron, two students and Cameron, uh, <laughs> that are getting baptized, and we just had a conversation about their life. And we're going to be showing you uh, each of their videos. Uh, they're awesome students and Cameron, and uh, it's going to be really wonderful. So um, here's the deal. A lot of times in church, I don't know everyone's church background, where you grew up. A lot of time church is pretty, you know, we need to sit here, put hands in my pocket. Okay, this is a celebration. So celebrate with them. If you want to take pictures or videos, please feel free to. If you take any, please send them to me. I'd love to see them. Um, but we're going to celebrate this morning uh, as we declare our faith in Jesus together. So here is our first video. So I grew up Christian, and that's kind of all that I've ever known. It's just, you know, Christian. So I didn't really under like when you're a kid, you don't really understand what Christianity is or what God is or anything. Um, so I just like knew that He was real, and there wasn't anything else really to to not believe because that's all I knew. And when I like started growing up and stuff, and I started like kind of it kind of started hitting in, but it didn't really hit in until like I went to camp for the first time, which was in like seventh grade. Um, which is where I was like, oh, this is, like, he's real, and he's, like, doing all this for us and, like, for me. Um, and it made me feel like I had some kind of, like, purpose and some. Uh, I have a chronic migraine disorder kind of thing, and it's it's from anxiety, it's from depression, this kind of stuff. But, um, it, like, I've had it since I was in third grade, and that's been, like, the main struggle of, like, my childhood, I guess. Um, when I was younger, it was, like, my main struggle. So I would, it didn't really, I didn't mind it until I was in middle school, towards like the end of middle school, middle school, and middle school is kind of tough anyway <laughs> for everyone, but especially with these headaches you have every single day, I just found it so hard to do anything because like headaches are so like draining. And I, I got into this like pretty dark place and I just completely forgot about anything except like what was right around me just me I guess um, and God just put these people into my life and with my youth group who I knew really cared about me and my family who made it clear that um, they were going to always be there for me and just like God continually reminded me through people um, you're going to be okay everything's going to turn out and it is like it's way better now and he's he's made a place for me and that's the most challenging thing is that I have to um, let him do his thing and not do my own thing and try to work my way in there because it's you know it's his plan for me baptism is kind of a way to like show the world show the enemy show your friends family all this kind of stuff and yourself that this is like a permanent thing that it's not you it's like just a way that you can show yourself and God that this is serious and that this is a real issue that you're really dedicated to and that's what it is for me it's just you know making a a real public effort um, that's not just within yourself that this is a this is a thing you know I think that's right I think it's time I think it's I think God's calling me to to just you know to just do it because I get inside my own head I'm if I don't do it now, I don't think I ever will, just because I'm really nervous about it. So it's like a, it's a pretty big deal for me, just because it's, you know, 
it's something really scary, but it's it's time. I think God's calling me. It's just you're at this place. I think it's I think you're ready. That's you know it's my start in the story. I think it's my introduction. Which I, hi, my name is Ruby Van Winkle, and I'm getting baptized today. That's awesome. All right, Ruby, come on up. And Van Winkle clan, whoever would like to come up and join us, you are welcome too. How you doing? All right, so here's something I like to do, okay? I want you to look out there, okay? And look behind you. Like, look, look, at, look at everybody here. Like, a big reason that they're here and these people are on stage is you. Like, do we have her back, church? All right. That's awesome. Do you confess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins and provides the way to salvation? Mm-hmm. All right, cross your arms. It's my honor and privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Ta-da! All right, be careful. All right, family, we're going to go to the center of the stage. All right, Van Winkle clan, Ruby, come on up here and join us. Um, a, a new part that I want to add in to student baptisms especially, uh, it's not just me. Uh, their life has been influenced by a couple other people that are absolutely incredible. Uh, I want to invite Pam and Amanda as uh, Ruby's small group leaders to come up here as we pray for her. Uh, so if you two ladies would come up and, and, and join me, that would be awesome. Look at that. All right. Uh, church, would you join me in a word of prayer with Ruby? Uh, Lord God, I thank you for the Van Winkles. I thank you for Ruby deciding to take a step in faith uh, this morning. Thank you for this church who is here to support her. Uh, Thank you that you're a God that never leaves us or forsakes us, that you pursue us, that you chase us no matter where we are in life. Uh, May you bless Ruby, Lord. May she go forward from this place and do incredible things for your kingdom. And may she be a light that shines in every area of her life for you. Be with her this morning, Lord. Bless her and her family. In your son's name, amen. All right. Thank you, guys. Awesome. All right. While they're getting situated, here's video number two. I have three older sisters and my parents, and we have gone to the same church for my whole life. So I've been around Jesus and been around the faith for my whole life. Um, I... Jesus into my heart for the first time at a very young age with one of my sisters and then um, yeah life was just pretty good then I was really young Um, I started coming to Northview youth group in sixth grade because um, a friend had invited my sister and I just kind of tagged along with her and then yeah I've been going here ever since Um, in 2015 at Great Wolf Lodge I asked God in my heart for a second time, and this time I took it um, more seriously, and I definitely knew what I was doing more, and yeah, um, from there, there were definitely some ups and downs in my faith, but I've stayed in the youth group, and that has definitely helped my faith a lot. Um, God's definitely working on me, on uh, the people that I'm choosing to spend time with. Um, Earlier in high school, that was definitely a challenge for me, because I didn't I couldn't really clearly see what was right and what was wrong, I guess, but I've definitely 
Uh, the youth group has really helped me, and God has really worked through me to surround myself with good Christ-following people, but not just limit myself to only surrounding myself with Christians, but also reaching out to people who are non-Christians and being able to shine a light for them as well. Favorite verse that I always go to um, and lean on is Isaiah 7-9, and it says, If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. And I think that's a good reminder that... Um, you need God just as much in the good times as you do in the hard times. And, um, it's important to praise Him because your faith doesn't wave. It shouldn't wave. Um, your faith is a decision that you make every day, and you need to stand firm in that decision. Okay. Baptism to me is an outward expression that I am choosing to follow Christ each and every day of my life, not only in the good times, but also in the hard times. It's also allowing other people to see that I've made that decision, and then they can hold me accountable to that decision as well. Hi, I'm Paige, and today I'm getting baptized. All right, Paige. Come on up, Myers clan. So this is a really cool moment for us. Um, so Paige and her family uh, regularly attend uh, North Shore Christian Church in Everett, uh, but as Paige said in her video, she has been attending youth group here uh, since sixth grade, and as she's decided to get baptized, careful, there's a couple steps. Um, she wanted to do it here at Northview with the people that have had her back in the youth group. Uh, super exciting. And even cooler, having her family up here, uh, I don't know how much you three know this, but Paige and I have talked a couple times about her getting baptized. The most important thing to her with it was that all of her sisters be here. And we've had a hard time making that happen, but here we all are this morning. And I heard that you flew in, especially from a business trip. I drove in. Drove it. Look at that. This guy, her dad was out of town. He came back early. Like, this is a big deal. Like, this is awesome. That's so cool. Is it still warm? Kind of. Yeah, it cools off pretty quick. Paige, look at this group. <laughs> look, at, look at all the pictures and videos they're taking of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Paige is not easily embarrassed. Paige, do you confess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that he died for you and is the way to eternal life? Yes. You commit to following him? Then Paige, years in the making, it is my joy Cross your arms to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There you go, kid. All right, Myers Clan, let's, let's head over there. We'll follow the trail left by Ruby. It's great. I'm a little bummed I got wet. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, Pam and Amanda, would you guys join us back up here again, please, as, as Paige is smoking. Let's, let's, here, let's come up here a little bit more. Paige, you're in the front. Uh, Church, again, will you join me in praying for for Paige this morning? Lord God, I thank you for the Myers family. I thank you for the testimony of their faith uh, that is here this morning. And thank you for Paige and her courage and desire to step forward into uh, just the next chapter of life. And we know that life isn't always easy. It hasn't been straightforward. There's been difficult parts, Lord. But thank you for, for Paige and her declaration that through everything, you've got her back. We lift her up to you this morning, Lord. We celebrate alongside you and alongside her family. May you change her life even more, and may she be just a glowy, bubbly representation of your love to the community. In your son's name, amen. Give her a hand, guys.
All right. Let's take a look at Mr. Winkler up here. We didn't go to uh, church all that time, all, all the time. Um, we're kind of what you'd call a Christian family. We'd go Christmas and Easter, and um, and I enjoyed it. And the church we went to was more focused on like, uh, you know, kids were there to have fun. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't really remember having a relationship in in, in that sense. So in, coming into junior high, I had pretty bad depression uh, to points where I'd have suicidal thoughts. Um, never acted on it, but uh, there were definitely some pretty big thoughts. Um, and it was a pretty dark time for me to, to, to kind of navigate, but at the same time, I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. I wanted to keep it to myself. I, I, I had a lot of relationships and friendships with, with females. And the relationship turned from just, you know, platonic friendships to, to, to things happening. I started dabbling with, with pornography and, and about that same time. And uh, all of that was, was, was pretty rough in, in trying to grow as a, as a depressed person. Um, and now dabbling with these things, it all kind of manifests into a really hard mentality of how to take how to take life and how to keep going. I finally broke down and, and you know cried out to the Lord. And I need you to take out the toxic people in my life, and you need to put in people that that are going to help me be better and be more you and um, and and someone people that are going to help me grow. I had met kind of who the new Northview clan was. I mean, we're talking about like the Bonds and the Mitchells, and um, I'd known the Garrett since I was little, and the Fallons. And so as I got to know these guys, it, it became over the next, you know, six months, a constant uh, badgering of, hey, you should come to church, you should come to church, you should come to church, which I was like, yeah, that sounds great, but no. Um, on that same day, I also met um, who ended up becoming my best friend in that time. I uh, ended up dating her for a while as well. And uh, it was it was great. I was coming out of this new day with new hopes as what can happen and where that life can go, um, and and being a lot happier. But it was definitely the depression was still somewhat there. And at the same time, I'm started going to church, started getting plugged into Northview, getting plugged into youth group and people my age, and it became such a joyous uh, time for those couple years. I talked about Christ all the time. I felt like I had a relationship, but it was this thing where I recognized and had undeniable, like in my mind it was a fact that God was here, but I didn't know what uh, I was supposed to do to, to show that through my actions. Uh, my relationship was not Christ-honoring. Um, there were things within that that were not right. That I realized that I had basically cast all my hopes and dreams and life and effort and everything into that and not into Christ and then letting it shine through that relationship and so when I lost the relationship I, I lost who I was and I lost my identity and I lost what I thought was important to me I, I really tried to escape from the reality that I was living and try to basically wanted to start something different be completely someone else and uh, the Lord kept pastoring me obviously and so I started diving a little bit more into my relationship with the Lord, and it was this kind of thing where, it's a weird analogy, um, where I'd basically been offering the Lord, like, I want you to take these things, and then as soon as he would reach out to take it, I would pull away. And I finally said, this is it, this is enough, I can't take this anymore, and Lord, you need to take, you need to take it, and this time I'm not pulling back when I offer it. And so through that relief, I was just like, I need to do something about this. I need to keep living for you, Lord. I need to do something bigger. 
um, I need to be who you want me to be. And um, that was when I, I reached out and, and I said I wanted to get baptized. Um, it's when I reached out and I, I said I want to get more involved with the church in one way or another. I wanted to step up. I wanted to uh, to do different things. I wanted I wanted to be someone new, someone different. And it, I finally owned who I was and who the Lord wanted me to be. Uh, kind of my 21st birthday was a, was a big pivotal moment between uh, being able to let go of the old and start something new and be able to move into a new chapter of life of living and walking with the Lord instead of uh, blaming Him for things that had gone wrong and uh, blaming Him for things that I thought were His fault and not uh, my own. My name is Cameron Winkler and I'm getting baptized today. All right. You go, you're going hat in, too? Huh? You're, going, you're going in with your hat? Yeah, going in with the hat. Going in with the hat. Of course. <laughs> That's about right. What would it be without that? Uh, students, this is especially cool for you. Um, guys, this is one of, the, one, of your, one of your small group leaders being up here. Like, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> And we got we got family here, which is exciting. And how you doing? Good. Is it <laughs> good? <Yeah>. Still warm. Still warm. <laughs> That's awesome, man, dude. I am, I am pumped for you, Cameron. I've been having a lot of good conversations, and dude, I'm I'm excited for you. Scoot oh, scoot, you. scoot forward a little bit more, because I don't want to hit your head uh, too hard. Cameron, do you can do you confess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior? That He died on the cross for your sins and is the way to eternal life. If not, this would be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Do you commit to following him in your life and, and representing him in every area that you can? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at that. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Then, Cameron, it is my honor and privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. All right, come on up, man. Family, come around. You're still dry, right? Oh, dude, come here. <laughs> dude, I'm so proud for you. So happy for you. That's awesome. Hey, oh no, my shirt got wet because one of my buddies got baptized. Darn. All right, church, will you join me once again? Oh, Lord, I thank you for Cameron. I thank you for the friend that he has been in my life, for the help he has been in student ministry here, Lord. And now I am just excited for him. It's been a lifetime of working through his relationship with you, Lord, and now he's all in. And we're so excited for him. And the ways that you're going to use him moving forward is exciting to watch. May you be with him, Lord. May you be with his family. Just thank you. Thank you for the man that Cameron is growing into being. Be with him each and every day of his life. In your son's name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Hey, worship team, you can go ahead and come up and uh, start getting ready. Uh, thank you, church. Thank you for allowing the youth to take this morning over for me to share uh, about the mission and heart behind what we do. I hope that uh, throughout the year ahead that you can watch the things that we're doing, the things that we're planning, and see Jesus represented in all of it. Um, this is just the beginning. We have more students, like I said, getting baptized at Church in the Park and more still to come. It's exciting. 
Um, what, a, what a time. What a time. Uh, would you join me in a word of prayer this morning? Uh, dear Lord, I thank you for this church, this congregation, this family, Lord, that is supportive of youth ministry. Thank you for the people that give their time, their energy, their prayers, their finances, anything they have, Lord, so that students may be impacted by you. Lord, I thank you, especially this morning, for Ruby, for Paige, and for Cameron, for taking that step of faith and courage in front of everybody and declaring their allegiance with you. As a church, Lord, may we support them, may we encourage them, may we invest in not just them, but all of the youth of our church, Lord. May moments like this be ones that draw our church together under your banner and in your name. Be with us this morning, Lord, as we worship you, as we praise you on our way out. In your son's name, amen.